The Silurian Silkworm Affair, Episode 5, Meeting the Ambassador. A short while later, we arrived at the Ambassador's Den. Silurians, and that included their senior officials, didn't live in houses. Their habitat was the forest, and they had dens. A den was typically a cluster of trees marked with the scent of the master of the den. In other words, the head honcho had peed and smeared excrement all over the trees. The more important you were, the more trees you had, and the larger was the central clearing within the trees, which is where the master and his family spent most of the time, lounging in leaf and branch-covered hutches. Though Silurians did not typically need fire for warmth or cooking, they would sometimes have an open fire crackling away in the centre of the clearing. The ambassador's den had a very large open fire roaring away. Now ordinarily, that would have been quite cosy, to sit around an open fire, perhaps with a glass of Baffleberry juice in one's hand, chewing the cud over tax reform. However, as Cat and I were suspended upside down from a tree branch, swinging none too gently back and forth above the roaring flames, the cosiness element was somewhat lost in the moment. I felt the intense heat on the top of my head and could smell decidedly singed hair as I passed once again the zenith of the arc that Cat and I had traversed many times by now. Underneath us, the ambassador sat eating from a large bowl of wiggling insects and periodically looked up at us. The more educated Silurian could speak some English, though the ambassador was using an interpreter to communicate with us. So, you swine refuse to reveal what you know about our special silkworm export, do you? We know you're not really here to discuss any new tax frameworks between our two planets. Admit it and tell us how much Earth knows, the interpreter said. As I swung past and felt searing heat flash up my nose, I gasped out, as and when I could, given the swinging, We don't know anything, Ambassador, do we, Cat? This must all be some sort of mistake. We know the Silurian people are so nice and kind. What have we done to upset you? For goodness sake, say something, Cat. I appreciate you may not be feeling the warmth, but I am. More searing heat hit the top of my head and body every five or six words as we continue to swing left, right, left, right, left, right, over the fire. Tell him, Cat, I urge desperately. Um, tricky, said Cat. Uh, you know, that no lie chip you um, insisted be added to my motherboard at my last service means I can't really say we know nothing, especially as we do, he continued. Huh? I exclaimed. What do you mean we don't know nothing? I know nothing. If you know something, then for goodness sake, tell this creature. Oh, oh, sorry, Mr. Ambassador. I mean, not, 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 not creature, but tell the ambassador what we know so I can stop being cooked. Please, Cat. Cat replied, much more calmly than me, as we passed each other on each swing of the ropes holding us. It won't matter if I tell him what we know. He already knows what we know. He'll still cook us. Well, you anyway. I'll just get a bit overheated. 
Somehow, I managed to get my next response out in a very jointed manner. You keep saying we know, you rubberized tin can. I don't know. Cat's reply was again disjointed, more so as the arc of the swing had become longer. I'm sure you do know there was an air memo. You really should pay attention to them, you know. Ah! I screamed in return, but before I could start to say how I was going to slowly dismantle him when I got out of this mess, I found myself plummeting to the ground. Fortunately, I didn't land on the fire, but well to the side in a rather damp, thick mound of leaves. This was also fortunate in another way, as it cushioned the impact of my head, which hit the ground first. On the unfortunate side, as I groaned and lifted my head, The smell told me that I'd landed headfirst in a Silurian latrine.